1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic's title party has to wait again as they're held by Hibbs in the capital. Rangers are doing all they can to keep it up with a convincing win at heart. And Stevie Clark lets rip at referee Stephen McLean after a high-tempered match at Rugby Park. Two men who always keep their temper
2: here this afternoon. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. The temperature is rising and I'm not talking about the weather outside Celtic are nine points in front but the fat lady has yet to sing at a time when Kieran Tierney's season looks to be coming to an end Friday's SFA hearing concerning Scott Brown now takes on Extra importance for Celtic He was the only outfield player who looked anything like himself Against Hibbs yesterday And Neil Lennon must be earnestly hoping his captain can avoid a suspension At a time when he's needed more than ever No brown, no backbone And Lennon needs his leader of men against Kilmarnock on Saturday Because an awful lot hinges on the outcome of the game That comes before the away days At the and Ibrox
3: yeah, some big fixtures at we the weekend. Gordon, early kick-off. Rangers, impressive. Steamrolled hearts again. That's a clean sweep for them. Hamilton managed to nick a point in the, the derby. Aberdeen, oh, ten, poof, what a game down there. You know We'll speak about that later on in terms of some of the decisions. Uh, you look at the St Mirren result. The result of the day for me, really important three points. Dundee, Ar- gone for me. Eight in the bounce, defeat. And you look at Celtic yesterday, stuttering again. Uh, I'm sure we'll be speaking about that during the show as well.
1: There are big talking points all across the top division and beyond. So let us know what you think this Easter Monday, 0141 951 And on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. So get your calls in nice and early. Big talking points across the weekend. Let's debate as many of them as possible. As the guys say, Stevie Clark, what uh-huh. a soundbite he gave. We'll hear from him a bit later on in the show. Three red cards for Komarnak. Um We've got the situation at the bottom of the league The bottom of the championship Let's start at the top though Over Premiership Neil Lennon's warning his players The holidays aren't here yet After dropping points at Hibs yesterday He thinks they should have won the game And he's also questioning the attitude Of some of the squad
4: Last week it was all You know There was a string of managers in for this job And now this week I'm being touted elsewhere So again it's just noise
1: It would help if you played the right
2: clip And Neil Lennon You always find that Don't you Hugh Kevens? Before Well I find it What did you make of the game yesterday? Uh, Poor from Celtic's point of view Uh, Some incredibly inept performances Step forward Olivier And Sham (laughs) Unbelievable This guy is either The best midfield player in Scotland Or the worst midfield player in Scotland Depending on how the mood takes him Uh, I think that Celtic Were a huge disappointment In front of goal All credit to Hibbs. Nine league games Under Paul Heckingbottom No defeats But I do think that Scott Brown of course along with the rest of the outfield players not at his best yesterday but he was terrific in terms of breaking up the play and I repeat no Brown no backbone so Celtic need him to avoid suspension at the end of the week. Well to be
4: fair the goalkeeper made some world class saves so by all accounts he got man of the match so I think it says a lot about what we were doing well. Second half, I didn't think. First half, we played well at all, so I'm unhappy about that. But the second half was much more like us. Wanted more. We didn't start the game well. We were pedestrian. After 20 minutes, we looked a lot more like ourselves. But we were slack in the final third, a tippy toppy for my liking. Throughout so the course of the game, really, it's only the last 10-15 minutes where we really looked like we were, the game opened up anyway. You know, Hib started the tire and we started finding good gaps and that. But their decision making at times was poor. Was it quite a frustrating afternoon. There yeah. was got a few straight passes and very very you know from quality players all, all over the board decision making at times was very difficult to comprehend I don't know if there's an anxiety there but there shouldn't be I mean, we certainly haven't passed it on to them if, if there is but um, I just think we, we need to approach the starter games as well as we did last week and we'll be alright but we didn't today we allowed Hibs to get a foothold in the game and if we're going for the title the holidays aren't here yet forget about the noise out there oh you can win it here you can win it you've got to win the games that's what's angering me at the minute because we're up and down at the minute Attitude of some of the players Is not making me happy But I've told them What I expect from
1: here on in Alex they probably should have won it Neil yeah. Lennon's right in that respect But again they didn't And you can see why There will be a bit of frustration Creeping in Because it's um, Just not Quite what most of the fans Have been expecting
3: Yeah absolutely I think I think the fact that Neil Lennon Isn't the, the permanent boss There's a frustration there Because he's tiptoeing around about the players You can see that he Would like to rip into them And because he's just The interim boss He's just trying to go Along with the flow He's trying to get these players Give them the, the benefit Of the doubt I agree with what you said Yesterday in terms of You know the Wasteful You know you're looking at guys That are really good quality Throughout their team Brown and Sham Giving the ball away And necessarily And then the normal guys Who for me Are the match winners Forrest, McGregor, Hayes and Edward On the day You know they just didn't quite Collect that final ball And he's like what he says They're tippy tappy at times and, And you know It allowed Hibs to get back in And
2: then they could may well Have nicked it as well At the death Hibs Why is he nipping around the problem Instead of just addressing it Because at the end of the day He's the interim manager If he wants to be The permanent manager He better get them sorted out
3: yeah, listen. I understand what you're saying, Hugh. You, but because he's if he if he was a full time gaffer, I think he'd be going throw people in that because he knows he's going to be there long term. And the fact is, he's just he doesn't want to upset anyone. For me, he just he's not he's not actually going through these guys the way he should be. Because see the see the performances we have seen of late. Uh-huh. Exclude last week when we say he got the gold star in his favour, getting to the final. But when you take the performances, would you expect a more of a reactive? Neil Lennon On the sideline
2: Being more animated I don't see that Hugh Three of his last uh, Six games have ended In goalless draws You know It's so unlike Celtic But I think If Neil wants the job Never mind Tiptoeing around the problem Tell them exactly how you feel Because it's your position that's on the line after all
1: Well he says they need to approach and start games better As they look to secure the title He does say there's a possibility Kieran Tierney might not feature again this season
4: I'm not getting panicky I'm not getting anxious about anything We are dictating our own destiny here And we have to dictate it a little bit better Than what we're showing in the last two league games That's it, we're not there yet I believe eventually we will get there. Don't want to run before we can walk, but we got to approach the games and start the games with a better tempo.
5: It's felt as if you've kind of chosen your last career for because maybe you're into a manager, but is it kind of gloves off now. Is it yeah, it was a case of that
4: today, that's for sure. <laughs> Kim wasn't in the score, but i he seen a specialist on, on Thursday regarding his pelvic and, and groin area. So he's just in too much discomfort at the minute to, to play. And obviously Ryan's... Out for the season, so we'll have to go by what we're advised with the, s- the specialist. This
6: headline injury ideally would like to shut down for the season. Would it be a great play for us to see him play again. It
4: may be a possibility. I don't know. Again, we'll have to wait. What the pro- that would not be ideal with what we've got in-, in front of us, but it may be that's the case. Do you
7: want to continue please You prepared to play for that campaign. Well,
4: he has done. Like for- he has done for quite a while, and it's just got to the point where he's in too much pain. You know, he came off training very early on. Thursday or Friday So like I said We'll see what the Consultant says And we'll take it from there
1: Come on then 01419511025 Celtic fans Any concerns About the way you're Stuttering towards the title Or is that not the case Is it just about Getting over the line And you're confident You will do so Let us know on the phones Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Other big games To look back on as well Of course The weekend started In the Premiership With Rangers at Tynecastle. So Let's speak to Mark and Hamilton first Hi Mark
8: Hi Gordon Here in panel Hello Um, I don't know where to start, but the first thing I'm going to say to you is Neil Lennon's never can never be a Celtic manager. He's, I don't understand his his team selection. Yesterday, i heard you just saying there about that. Uh, my favourite pal and Sham—that is just—I can't believe. I can't even tell of once, but I think that guy's a football player.
2: Well, the thing is, how, he does, he, he, how does he? What does he see in training? If the small week he picks and any picks a team. Well, yeah. I mean, you, Celtic certainly were better when Ensham went off and Tom Rogic came on. Uh, Ensham, for me, I don't know if you agree, Mark, but I've, I've watched him play games where he looks a superb talent. Someone that uh, Porto were allegedly willing to pay nine or 10 million pounds to get a year ago. I've watched him again in recent times and he is woeful. So, how he started the match, I do not know. Uh, but it runs deeper than Olivier and Sham. Uh, you know, the goalless draws with Aberdeen, Livingston, Hibbs, you know, the Celtic at the moment are stuttering towards this title. And the, the commandment game for me is massive because if anything were to go wrong on Saturday, this will turn into panic. And the, the, the Scott Brown SFA hearing. Is pivotal as well Because I do believe There's no replacement For Scott Brown And if you take him out Of the Celtic team They'll struggle
1: well, Many Celtic fans Would tell you They played their best football When he wasn't in the team But we'll save that debate For a bit later on perhaps Alex Talk to us about Levy and Cham yeah. Because th- there was a time Last season When you felt he was The best midfield yeah. player in Scotland He certainly doesn't look like it at the moment So what's what's been happening?
3: I think he's lost his way a little bit Gordon You know I think he's been in and out of the team He's had injuries I think his pal leaving Dembele in the summer Towards the end of August Didn't help the case either But uh, The portal thing But then Celtic tried to nip it in the bud By giving him a longer contract For me When he's on his game He is one of the standout midfielders in this country He scores goals Range of passing Athletic, you know, he's got that stature to be a top player, and and he has all the ingredients. But listen, I take uh, the callers' point on board. Yesterday, I couldn't believe what I was watching. You know what? <laughs> this is a guy who manipulates the ball brilliantly, and he's passing it out the park. But it wasn't just him. you seen that kind of with, with, with several players on the day, and because tonight the callers come on and says in Sham, but there were several players yeah. giving the ball the ball away, and I think that's the frustration with Neil Lennon. And an interesting thing on that uh, bit of audio that you said there. The gloves are off, so that would suggest that they won the half before Hugh. So he's yeah. had enough now, and it's time to drag hmm. them over the line. Uh, Mark,
1: there is perhaps a school of thought out there. I suspect you don't agree with it, but some I people might say that, that, that is no. Right? I'm talking about if New Lennon gets over the line, as long as he wins the league and he wins the Scottish Cup, that'll be enough. Have you, have you made your mind up already? There, there's no change in your mind with regards to New Lennon.
8: Of course, I don't, I don't get it at all. I really don't. I don't see what, what he's going to bring to Celtic. He's taking Celtic back. And St Brendan Rodgers left.
3: Mark can I ask you a
8: question The i getting to watch Is absolutely dreadful Watching them
3: Mark can I ask you a question In terms of As a supporter Is it starting to concern you now Because of The importance Of The building job For next year There are obviously Lots of players leaving The, the lone players the, You know guys like Boyata Will leave as well And now you've got a position Where you might see Lennon Taking them to the To the end of the season And then within five weeks you have to sign all these players. You have to get them up to speed, and then you have to contend with these qualifiers. So, you know, where are you at with this, Mark?
1: Oh, I don't give him the job, Alec. He doesn't get the job.
3: No, no, I take the point, board. But at what point do you actually say we're bringing a new gaffer in? You know, because it's well, you t- couldn't possibly is- do it though before the no. Scottish no. Cup final or anything, no. could yeah, you? Yeah,
8: that, that's that's a hard one, Alec. Like to do that, to I was him I was, he he moment,
3: suggest- but- I was suggesting you're leaving, but do you, what my uh-huh. point is is because of the position that you're now in as a club, you know, you've got five, four or five weeks before. You know uh, that, that finishes And what I'm trying to suggest here is Is there going to be enough time To do all this job For the new manager To get all of these players in Get them up to speed And then go into the qualifiers It's it's a tricky position That Celtic find herself at the moment
1: Alright thank you to Mark In Hamilton 1419511025 We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB A club open to all Says is there any debate left For Neil Lennon to get the job It's pretty clear he isn't The man for the job Ten in a row is cancelled If Lenny is appointed in my opinion And Craig Logan says Celtic have not won the league this year Rangers have given it away The best thing long term for Rangers Would be Celtic to win the treble As they will then give Lennon the
2: job Plenty of people will say Well He's undefeated Since he replaced Brendan Rodgers He's And the two, two co- so called big games he's
1: had A Scottish Cup semi-final And, Rangers, and an Old Firm game He's, he's won, won yeah. that's, the, that's the case for now, him isn't
2: it Yeah uh, Now Celtic as a club Will show Respect to Neil Lennon Former player Of 20 years standing Since he arrived here From Leicester They will show respect To Neil Lennon And he will get Until the end of the season And then Dermot Desmond And Peter Law Will make up their mind I think Neil Lennon Took the club on Under the worst Possible circumstances And yes i shout at once They had an 8 point lead Yes I'm well aware of that But Brendan Rodgers Departure Was A thunderbolt mm. For the Celtic supporters And Neil Lennon took it on And remains undefeated So he's fighting his corner I think he has to fight it a little harder now Because Never mind tiptoeing around players And their egos and what have you You better get in about them now Because you've got Pataudry and Ibrooks to come
1: Okay let's find out what Martin and Bridge makes of it Hi Martin Hello there Hello What's on your mind tonight?
2: How you doing panel
9: right. Yeah, Yeah good thanks Aye, no, just to talk about uh, silly like starting towards the title uh, we're not starting towards the title we know the title's wrapped up I mean, if we beat luck, right, on Saturday that's it, it's nine points you know what I mean and we're, we're not going to, I mean we only need one more point really, we might not even need one more point because I can't see Rangers winning all the games anyway and um, the thing about this as well is <coughs> uh, Neil's no got to be the manager Um, I feel sorry for Neil Rigg because I I like like Neil Lennon, and he's a great servant of the club. Right, but Celtic Football Club needs freshened up all the time. I mean, I'm talking about every two or three years. We need freshened up with a new manager what I mean, um, because of the way Scottish football is. Because the managers get bored. They get bored with the way the football is here. So every two or three years, we need to bring something new in anyway, to freshen up and freshen the players up.
2: This is going to be the hardest summer that Peter Lawwell has ever known and likewise Dermot Desmond because everyone looks to the principal shareholder uh, who dictates so much of what goes on at Celtic players are as Neil Lennon often says not robots they're human beings and the human beings in this Celtic side are showing visible signs of wear and tear they have been unbelievable for three years they have won Mm. the treble the double treble going for a treble treble but If ever a side needed money spent on it this is the one and they'll lose players as well back to their parent clubs in the summertime. A manager has to be decided upon whether it's Neil Lennon or somebody else and players have to come Mm. in and Celtic have to spend money. So for me it's the biggest summer Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond have known. I don't think many would disagree with that Alex. The the counter argument
1: would be that Celtic got 82 points last season They're in 7-8 at the moment They're 12 points left to play for They only need 4 to match last season's tally So maybe, maybe they have gone backwards But that's not really been reflected in the points total So I'm, I'm not sure what you use to back that up
3: You're right. back it up Gordon I think uh, what you say is in terms of If you look at last year they were winning games comfortable uh, I said to Hugh a few weeks ago Because we, we, were, we were driving back in the car and I said to Hugh Because Hugh often says This team's regressing they, they, they look as if They're going back They're tired And it does look that way And I think that's what We're actually a About Neil's frustration Because they're not On the front foot And I said to Hugh Going back in the car But they'll finish With more points uh, 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 So And it's interesting Because they always Manage to go over the line They have a mentality And we speak at this Regular on the show That there's a mentality There for Celtic they, I think is at four Goals in the last Say six or eight games Or something Whatever it is That they've scored In the dying five minutes or so So they have a mentality To get over the line But They're stuttering against teams Like they've done The commanding things Deflections and But they're all, they're getting there But the points tally You're absolutely right They will supersede it
1: Adrian's in Linwood What did you make of it yesterday Adrian? Oh I watched the game It was <sighs> Can I just say one thing? Sure Hugh Evans He's
6: an honest man he's, yeah, I listen to him all the time I listen to everything he says Right? But see yesterday to all the Celtic fans that have been at the game and watched the game. I'm a Celtic man myself. Now, see the Hibernian goalkeeper. Four fantastic saves to stop that bogging in the net. Is that not what happens? Why does Neil Lennon have to get sacked because it was a nil nil draw? See the second half of the game. See everybody their The only person stopping them getting a goal. Was the goalkeeper I would just like to Put my point mm-hmm. To, to this be is Football to be: fair, what
2: happens To be fair You're the one who mentioned The word sacked No one on this programme Has mentioned the word sacked Celtic as a football club Are entitled To take their time And To come to Their own conclusion About who they want To be the manager On a permanent basis Neil Lennon is still In that race The problem that Celtic have At the moment Is that the The brand of football is being looked at by the supporters and it's not to their satisfaction. And results like goalless draws with Aberdeen and Livingston and Hibbs are not to the supporters' satisfaction. So there's a a rumbling about some aspects of Celtic's play. But of course, they could still go on and get a treble-treble and the, the, the cup final against Hearts could be a memorable day on the 25th of May. But people are entitled and you're quite right to mention Marciano. He was superb. But people oh, absolutely. are People are absolutely. People, people are entitled To look at the team And Some Will come to an Unfavourable conclusion About what they see That's that's okay That's allowed surely
1: So Adrian are you all for Neil Lennon then at this stage the, the I'm,
2: I'm, I'm,
6: Absolutely I'm I'm for Neil Lennon All the way why, why change Because Neil Neil Lennon Hasn't actually Been given the job yet so, his frustration and his thing, because he can't go right, you're you're you, root, you, root, you root, and you're But well, we can. on yeah. Sunday, the Hibernian goalkeeper played a blinder, done what he's paid to do, and done everything else. Mm. Now, Celtic could only do try and get the ball in the net, but the keeper stoked him. It's like an old Andy He was like an old Andy Gorham's stole himself By getting 10 in a row I see him here And I see Who's that? was absolutely brilliant
1: All right, thank you Adrian In Linwood 01419511025 We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard He says Alfredo Morelos Faces a real challenge To get back into This Rangers team What do you think? We'll do that next
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com
1: Duke Evans and Alex Ray are here looking back on the weekend's biggest talking points Stephen tweeted in about Celtic saying Lennon is picking Hayes ahead of Sinclair and Weah Who are far more effective and score more goals The goal count since Lennon took over has dropped dramatically And it's down to his kick and rush Long balls and hit and hope crosses into the box And Tony wants to see the youth team used He says does young Daniel Church deserve a crack at left back till the end of the season As he is lost in that team. Let's look back on the big game at Tynecastle though on Saturday. So Rangers fans, hearts fans, let's do it. Oh one four one nine five one. One o two five. Steven Gerrard says they put in nearly the perfect performance On Saturday He says on another day it could have been a few more goals And
10: is looking for them to keep up that run And try and make it three wins on the bounce The team performance was very strong You know, a lot of positives uh, to take away uh, From Tynecastle, really pleased Nearly, nearly the perfect performance really we, we obviously wanted a clean sheet We gave them a little bit of joy down Our right side, their left side Towards the end they were getting too many crosses in for my liking So you knew that they were going to get a chance so a bit disappointed in that, but in the main obviously very delighted with the um, with the performance. I think our play today was very entertaining. I think on another day we could have got five, six goals with that last little bit of quality at the end. But you know, to come to a place like this is, is difficult, um, so to score three goals and win the game quite comfortable is a huge bonus for us. We can't control what, what happens across the road. I think we can only focus on our work. And, um, you know, we went on the back of two really strong performances. We made it three today. And, you know, a lot of fingers have come our way and a lot of criticism because we haven't been consistent enough. So the challenge from now till the end of the season is can we find a level of consistency till the summer and, and see where we end up? Um, but the focus is just on Rangers And our points that are available There's 12 left And we want to give it our best efforts To try and take maximum points if we can
1: Sorry that was three in a row Wasn't it at the yes. weekend again another impressive performance Lots of criticism for Hearts But Rangers taking advantage of it Alex and putting in another convincing one
3: Yeah and it all comes on the back of The, the different shape Gordon I think Defoe has given them another dimension You know you have Candias and Arfield Supporting uh, Jermaine Defoe up front but it also allows the midfield to, to do that rotation as well. And the, the personnel, Jack, uh, Arfield and um, Kamara fitted in ever so well. And then it allows the fullbacks to bomb forward. So I thought they absolutely demolished Hearts. I thought they were really poor on the day. But again, you have to give credit to Rangers for that.
2: I think it was so easy for Rangers that in the end, back half of the second half, the intensity level dropped because it was just too easy for them. Uh, they could have had more goals. Uh, Defoe looks natural and predatory As he has always done throughout his career But I still think that when Morelos is free of suspension He'll come back in And that Rangers mm-hmm. will look to capitalise on him
1: I mean, I, I, know you, I know you say that But let, for, just for talking sake, Say it was the next game then So, mm-hmm. so Morelos comes in Defoe goes
2: straight out the team Rangers next game is at home to Aberdeen Right, so uh, <laughs> I mean, Morelos isn't back for that one though, no, he? He's got one more But more, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, the reason I'm doing it is just
3: Hypothetically
1: uh, Hypothetically for the timing So if Morelos was available This weekend You uh-huh. would have him back
2: in And Defoe out the team For one simple reason Gordon You can't have a, Ask a big fee of Morelos If he's not in your team No, well, you can Because I don't think A transfer fee
1: will be settled On the remaining three games Of the season will it well, Will it not I,
2: be already made up I, uh, I do not see Defoe Being first pick When Morelos is free of suspension It's
3: against Hibs uh, Only time will tell I think that if, if Rangers get a result Against Aberdeen on the, the, I think there's that The f- second time That'll be four wins In the bounce garden In the league Is that right or, or, You know So it would be an impressive Run for the Rangers standards Because they haven't got To the five So far If they beat uh, Aberdeen At the weekend I would suggest That they will go With the four into that That other game Against Hibs
1: Well let's see what The manager made of it Stephen Gerrard says Morelos does face A real challenge With the way Jermaine Defoe is performing he Says it's nice To finally have some Options up front And has praised The quality of Jermaine Defoe
10: At times we've been Too reliant on Alfredo And we've missed Our individual players When they've been missing um, But credit to the players That are available or have been available for the last few games because they've won three out of three, and I think in the main, the majority of them deserve to keep the keep the shirt. Jermaine's got <coughs> unbelievable quality, and I think if you play a system that suits Jermaine and helps him in certain things, um, he can get your goals, he gives you movement. Um, you can see the defenders are really scared to get too close to him because of his quality. And he's contributing, whether it be assists or goals, and that's what we can ask. So he's got the nine-shirt at the moment. it be interesting how he performs from now to the end of the season. It, it goes for anyone, um, not just in, in the number nine position, but um, I don't pick on reputation and, and name. Um, I think, in the first six months of the season. Alfredo was in that good of form. It just made sense to, to bring him back and there wasn't really anyone challenging him for that number nine. There's a challenge there now. You can see it. There's a player there playing with his confidence high, creating chances for us. He's scoring goals. Um, that's the way Rangers should be. We should have options in that area, especially that area. James is a Rangers fan from Priest Hill. Hi, James. Hey,
1: right, how's you doing? Good, James. All, what d- call. All right, what do you make of the weekend it? then? Well, oh, I, I think we had
11: a bit First half brilliant I was happy with that it. scene. It. It's just we seem to be doing the same thing all season. But it seems to be guess taking nearly forty five minutes to start playing a game, but for this time it just seemed in reverse. If he's not talking about like it was taking like nearly half a game to get into the game, but now we're playing for the playing well for the first half and then second half we stepping off the
1: gas. Hmm. I mean Alex, some would say that's not a problem because if you've got the game one, you've got the game one. But just it depends, uh, some people want to see that intensity. Staying from the off. off right till the end
3: Yeah well listen it's, it's, it's human nature as well Gordon Rayton just had a period Where they were on I think it was three uh, Wins in the bounce Where they scored 14 goals And they scored earlier on And then they managed to to Get goals laterally in the second half uh, the, the caller James is kind of frustrated That they're not doing it For the full 90 minutes But I, I said to Hugh I get, uh, Off air uh, the other night as well There's ways to manage a game as well You're 3-0 up You're popping it about You're dictating the play And you just take this thing out of the game And then you may well add more But you know the games actually You're just seeing out the game And you're not exerting yourself You know Because you don't forget as well You're getting to the end of the season But I think one of the things for Rangers Over the course is That they haven't dictated From start to finish And and the fans want to see that I get that and understand that James with all
1: this talk about Progress and points gaps And next season What do you make of Overall the way Rangers are finishing the season at the moment
11: I'm I'm, I'm quite happy with the season we've had I'm I'm happy with the way it's been going It's just There's been too many points dropped at home Again And it's just disappointing But apart from that I think it was a good season I'm happy with my club's done And I'm glad I support them
2: I, 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 you know, I'd have to beg to differ with James. I don't think it is a good season if you end up with no trophies. I don't think it's a good season if you failed to reach either of the domestic cup finals. Uh, so I would question a good season. Uh if your chairman is speaking about being within tangible distance of dominating Scottish football, uh then for me that means that uh, a good season is a treble winning season. Then well, that would be a brilliant season, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but I, 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 I think, that, sorry, I was just about to say, James, I think people are actually enjoying certain elements of this season. There's most certainly a frustration with the Rangers fans that they haven't got to a cup final this year. You know, they want a challenge for uh, Silverware. I think most people on the show uh, said that Rangers would finish second. Uh, I think that was the case. I take your point on board at home. They haven't been ruthless enough at certain times. I think, what is it, three, ten, nine, nine, nine points, ten points less than Celtic at home. So you have to bridge that yeah. gap here, and you have to find ways of winning games yeah. when teams are putting blocks on. And, and that's where the inconsistencies came for Rangers. But they have to find that next season because if they're going to make a challenge, they have to be more ruthless at home.
1: James, what are you thinking about Jermaine Defoe at the moment? Is he doing enough to keep that jersey?
11: Just I would, I would keep Morelos I'm a Morelos fan I have been since he Came to the club He just His temperament is just, It's just We've already spoken About this before His temperament is just out of control So I would keep him Where he is just now And just keep the floor The rest of the season
1: Maybe well, That's just my opinion yeah. again Yeah we'll, we'll find out In the coming weeks Thank you James and uh, Priest Hill Of course Matt Polster even came on didn't he For, for a debut yes. At the weekend So I wonder if we'll uh, Maybe see a bit more of him Let's get the thoughts of Craig Who's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Craig
8: Hi Gordon, hi panel um, I, You know, I, I think um, With that game in Sunday The last few games since was got the ban Against Celtic I think um, I think they've looked a more confident team um, I think we've, we've certainly looked good And I think certainly Defoe in particular, I think has, has been excellent You know, he's He asked for more game time he got it through Morelos obviously getting that suspension and he's he's absolutely taking advantage of it and he's shown I think the kind of quality that he does possess you know mm. I think we've been overly harsh on him in this country he's had 16 appearances for Rangers he scored 7 goals now that averages out a goal essentially every other game now I, I'm not so sure that that's as bad a return as what people are making it out to be if you don't um, I accept there are times that he could have done more but I just think he's looking better And not just him I think Stephen Davis has looked Like he's starting to get up to speed as well Over the last few weeks It's probably unfortunate It's coming too late in the day To really do much about it But it's, it gives me a bit of confidence That if, if we can, you know Think they've got um, the full next season And I think the plan is to keep You know, to get Davis in a permanent as well So it, it gives me confidence That these players are now starting to step up a bit Because now we can look to next season And not be so worried If if Morelos goes and And feel like these are players that, That can do the job You know, Morelos gets suspended And it was You know, Rangers are going to capitulate Your backup strikers do mean Defoe That can't
2: be a bad thing, surely Before we get to next season It's Rangers' job To inconvenience Celtic As much as they can Between now and the end of this season So, you know Next up Aberdeen At Ibrox Then Easter Road Then Celtic You know, so Defoe Uh, And Davis, you're quite right Are improving with every game The goal return from Defoe is now respectable Uh, So as I say, it's Rangers' duty now To keep this going And to see just how troublesome they can be Between now and the end of this season Yeah, we
1: spoke about this at the weekend, Alex It's almost as if, I think some people maybe And you can disagree Saw Jermaine Defoe come in with all the fanfare The debut against Kilmarnock the result didn't go Rangers' way. All of a sudden, he's not really in the team, and Morelos is the main striker. And the assumption, without really thinking about it, is that he hasn't been a good signing. But sure. as Craig quite rightly points out, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the goal return.
3: Yeah, well, seven goals and sixteen, but I would I would suggest that half of the appearances have been off from on the, off the yeah. bench. So when you look at that, it's actually more impressive than, than you actually think it is, and. Uh, I think one of the things that Stephen Gerrard spoke about at the weekend, we now come up with a system that actually supports Jimmy Mendefoe. And that then relies on Arfield and Candice. So because he's so intelligent, he's always looking to peel off the shoulders, so the 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 defence deepen. And then it allows players to make good and intelligent runs. And that's exactly what you're seeing with Arfield. Before the weekend, it was four and two. Candice is delivering from there as well. So I think it's uh, we are very quick, Gordon, to jump in and always go oh, he's hopeless, he's gone, he's finished and we make an assumption within three or four games and it's not really the case because you can see the quality that the guy brings Um, but, you know, I'll be interested I think I'll be really interested in the next couple of weeks to see if Morelos has, uh, you know because he's, Stephen Gerrard again, he says I'm I'm very much one for if they're getting results and they've got the jersey, they keep it
1: Uh, Craig, Hugh Keevan says Rangers are inconveniencing Celtic at the moment how long, how much longer do you think that can go on? do you expect Celtic to have it wrapped up soon?
8: No, actually, no, I, what I fully expect, because I feel like I haven't seen Celtic take over these last two. I mean, that's the third now and I'll draw, i draw a think the head yesterday. And to be honest with you, I do think they've rode their luck. You know, they're unbeaten under new winning just now, but I don't think that's because they've been playing squash-buckling football. I think they've just got lucky at times with the last-minute goals. I mean, yesterday, Scott Bain pulled off a magnificent save um, to, to keep uh, Hibs out. So I think what's probably going to happen is I can honestly see it coming down to the old Firm game at Ibrox. It would just be like Celtic, you know, to go and draw their games between now and then, and then on, and then turn up and put in a performance at Ibrox and win the title. Then, you know, so I,
2: you I think I, at the risk of going on ad nauseum, Saturday is crucial for Celtic. They're at home; the sixty thousand will be there. Kilmarnock may be depleted; mm. they may not, given the, the appeal system. Mm. But Celtic have to win on Saturday To give their own supporters relief and belief Thank you to Craig who
1: is a Rangers fan on the line We're going to take more of your calls after the travel with Amber
0: Clyde won Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to thompsons.com
1: Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here with me Gordon Duncan We hope you're enjoying the sunshine because the air conditioning is broke in here Hugh Keaven's, And it is almost 28 degrees I am
2: fearing for your safety between I, now and 8 o'clock I would like to point out to the listening audience That I am the only person here wearing <laughs> long trousers uh, Alex slipping, and I thought we'd get away with that Because this is radio Back in primary school
3: Golf, Hugh The golf today Sensational Listen,
1: 28 degrees in here So I hope you're all enjoying the sunshine You can at least take measures To cool yourselves down But Hugh Evans is going to be toiling By 8 o'clock So give us Give us your sympathy uh, Third frame is on Twitter at Clyde SSB Face the facts He says uh, Lenny's unbeaten he Extended the lead Got us to the final On for the treble treble Two goals conceded Give the players a break Unbelievable injuries Manager walks away mid-season 180 games
2: in a historic three years Cut them some slack He says But it was Neil Lennon Who questioned the attitude of his players Not me Not Alec Ray Not Gordon Duncan It was Neil Lennon Who questioned the attitude of his own players After the game at Easter Road yesterday So
3: Phone him do you know an interesting thing? The 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 guy who's on Twitter there saying you know as if he's trying to allude that we are the guys that are actually having a go here.
1: Not necessarily. I think no, he, no, he well, could be talking to fans who're phoning well, in and well, complaining. I was just
3: about to highlight because a couple of the callers earlier almost saying Neil's not the man. Yeah. Because of the performances. So we're really kind of
1: where he is, where he does perhaps hit on an important point as to where things are are different. If if you like, is that. Celtic are not conceding They don't really look like conceding either They're very solid at the back If there is an area for criticism It's clearly up the other end Yes?
2: Yeah, Ayer and Semenovic have done uh, very well Uh, Again, they are forced together as a pairing Because of injury to Boyata and Benkovic And I do readily concede That Celtic's season has been characterised by injury problems And here they are Approaching the last four games of the season Christie out with multiple facial fractures Kieran Tierney looks like the end of his season, uh, you know. So they have been troubled by this all season long, Celtic. Uh, but they're going to have to hang on uh, until the end of the season. Hugh,
3: just quickly just tell. Uh, uh, you're saying that they are troubled with injuries. Let's look at the bench: Tolian, Sinclair, Rogic, Oli Burke, Tim Weir, and Benkovic. You're probably looking at about forty or fifty million quid there. So, you know, in terms of what they have at their disposal, there will be injuries, but. They are better placed than most of the other yeah, of teams Of course,
2: I don't deny that But over the course of the season the, the, And I omit to mention uh, Lee Griffiths Who had his own personal issues And hasn't played for months either So uh, I, again, I'm not here to try and destroy uh, What Celtic would do I'm trying to understand the, the composition of the season We've got a bit more from Stephen Gerrard to hear from But let's speak to James in Greenock first Hi James Hi Yeah, uh,
7: um, I was just listening earlier on there And I'm kind of listening to the tweets that you were you were talking, and there was a Rangers fan saying that Celtic now won the title, the Rangers have kind of threw it away.
5: Yeah,
7: I think if I was a Rangers fan, I'd be worried about the next two years going towards 10 in a row because I've been listening and not I me mean, listening on my first one. To admit Celtic have went backwards over the last three years, but yet, They're one game away for a treble. Treble. You're looking at the summer, and I'm looking at Rangers kind of recruitment so far. I'm looking at Jordan Jones, Jake Hastings coming in, linked with Jordan Shooter. I'm just going is that the type of player that, that's going to stop Celtic from getting 10 in a row You know I'm looking at Celtic I think Brendan Rodgers obviously I don't think anybody's happy that he left But I think the one thing I'd done last summer was shine a light on the transfer policy at Celtic And I genuinely think this summer Celtic will push a boat out and will look to sign better players Because I think Brendan Rodgers shone a light on it last year with the John McGinn situation yeah,
3: and I just letting like, I'm going. If, sorry, sorry. Sorry, James. I was just about to say it's, it's interesting in terms of the perspective. That Brendan wasn't back last year. I think it was along the lines of about thirteen or fourteen million pounds in both windows. Nine for uh, Edward, two million pound for the guy who went back to Ukraine, and then two million for bail, give or take. Then you you add guys like Oli Burke, Benkovic. Now they have to pay a loan fee for these guys. Uh, we are good quality, so. If you take three players signed to you for the best part of 13, 14 million And then you have players of that quality mm-hmm. For me that's backing Because when, and James actually says it there When you look at the, the, the personnel that all the other teams are signing To suggest that Brendan Rodgers wasn't backed because he won player, John McGinn hmm. Is, you know, not for me because he's clearly been no, backed
7: not I think obviously once it, the Christmas day Christmas transfer when the January transfer window, it was backed I just thought I mean you talk about 9 million Edward but I think the kind of Stuart Armstrong deal kind of negated a lot of that 9 million but I just think as I say I just think that if I was a Rangers fan I would be worried because if they were going to win the title I genuinely thought it would be a year. I said that at Christmas if they were going to win it it would yeah. be this season
2: I think uh, to go back to the point about these Celtic players the first season under Brendan Rodgers the Invincibles season they were superb in the second season uh, they, they lost more points uh, but still got the double treble. In the third season, uh, they started to lose a lot of points under Brendan Rogers. And uh, again, to be fair to Neil Lennon, uh, he may have inherited an eight point lead, but Celtic had dropped a lot of clumsy points under Brendan Rogers. And, you know, it, he took on that job.
1: But is this not where that argument struggles based on what I said earlier about the, the points total? It, by the looks of it, Celtic will amass more points than
2: they did last season. The. the they may very well do I mean, They
1: only need another 4 There's 12 to play
2: for They need 4 to equal Last season's total We've got a bit of work to do Gordon I, I still believe We've got a bit of work to do But the, the point I was going to make Is that The Invincibles The double treble winners Perhaps the treble treble winners They're only human And that side needs fresh blood Mm. It really does need freshened up Because players are running on empty Thanks to James and Greenock A quick question from Ryan McGuinness Before we hear from Stephen
1: Gerrard again What are your thoughts on the idea of Celtic appointing Mark Hughes As the next manager? His current situation is similar to that of Brendan Rodgers Prior to his appointment Decent reputation at
2: Premier League level With perhaps... Something to prove Not a name we've really discussed no. Yet I don't think I mean it would be open season On names Once yeah. the season comes to an end uh, I have to assume That Dermot Desmond And Peter Lawwell Already have a firm idea Of what's going to happen Alex made the point earlier That signings have to be made Players have to be bedded in And made ready for the Qualification stages of the Champions League I'm assuming Celtic win the title uh, But I have to believe That these two men Who have looked after Celtic Very well for a long number of years I have to believe they know precisely What's going to happen And they know it now It's just that They ain't telling
1: well, Let's hear again from Stephen Gerrard He's uh, happy with his midfield trio Of Arfield Jack and Kamara He says he's got a bit of everything in it At the moment They're a great fit He believes Matt Polster Could surprise a few people After making his debut On Saturday
10: He compliments each other very well Um, There's a bit of everything in there, you know, you've got Davis's quality, range of passing experience. You've got Kamara, who's an absolute steal for £50,000. Can't believe we got him. He's going to be an incredible footballer if he keeps learning and growing. Um, And Jack. Jack's been my most consistent midfielder from the start of the season. I can't figure it out why he doesn't get more Scotland caps. I I can't believe it. I can't understand it. The idea with Matt was obviously to get him in, get him settled in the city for a couple of months. You know, it's a big change for him, get him used to the dressing room and get him used to Rangers, the pressure to Rangers. He's settled down really well. Um, He's performed really strong in the reserve team. And then the idea was always to introduce him before the end of the season uh, and then get a strong pre-season under him and he'll be ready for next year. Um, He's a good player. I think he might surprise a few. Maybe he will, maybe he won't as well. I completely
1: <laughs> accept that, Alex. But we, maybe again in this country, maybe we are guilty because Matt Poster comes in, you know, oh, well, he's from America. Maybe some people don't know a great deal. And then he doesn't come into the team straight away. So people might already write that off and think, well, I'm not sure what he's going to bring. But they clearly seem confident behind the scenes that uh that he could be one for the future
3: They've obviously seen something Gordon Because when you look at the the personnel At the disposal for Steven Gerrard In terms of numbers He's just mentioned a couple there Kamara Davis, Jack, Arfield You also have young Ross McCrory as well uh, You had Kula Bali. So you have a, a host of players there So they must have seen something That they felt as if this boy might contribute something in the future He's tied to bed in, uh At the weekend there for a few minutes or so But over the course of the next Three or four games Steven Gerrard needs to get wins Go into the summer uh, In the front foot And if it means Putting his boy in occasionally Then do that If you have the luxury to do it But only uh, if they've got games won
2: Yeah It's getting warmer and warmer In here incidentally He <laughs> even Falling asleep right now <laughs> okay. Feels like the Botanic Gardens uh, I
1: think we'll do this then And try and wake him up
0: With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday 0141
1: 951 1025 That is the number you need right now If you want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit What a way to kick off the week And I'll tell you the Pundits had an absolute mare Four out of five nights last week the victory went to the listener Four sign balls we gave away in one week So let's see if we can pick up where we left off 01419511025 It could be you up against Hugh Evans Or Alex Ray for the chance to win a sign ball Give us a call right now and be quick Because you only have until the news at 7
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com.
1: Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are here Give us a call or send us a tweet We've been looking back on all the weekend's biggest talking points We looked at Celtic's game at Easter Road yesterday What does it mean for the title race What does it mean for Neil Lennon and so on uh, We also looked back on Tynecastle on Saturday Hearing from Stephen Gerrard Now, if you've not heard from Stevie Clark Stay right there And if you have heard from him It's worth hearing from him again So we're going to bring you that as soon as we play This
0: Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday
1: Five beat the pundits last week Four victories for the listeners And only one We even had our first zero from a pundit in many years Well done Andy Little He's never going to live it down But let's see if you two can do a bit better Stephen is in Knightswood He's up tonight Hi Stephen
3: Hi Copy. Hi Dave Hi Stephen Alex
1: Enjoying the sunshine Stephen Was it a day off work Give you a bit of time to study For tonight's Beat the Pundit Yeah, I have today man But I'm, I'm good to
5: go now I've
1: got my paper Beside me and everything <laughs> Listen you'll need to read it Pretty quickly to get through the, uh, Any clues for the questions But let's see how we get on Heads, you are up against uh, Hugh Keevens And Tails It will be Alex Ray Okay It's Tails Alex Up against Stephen from Knightswood So Alex I will give you Some Clyde too And make sure you can't hear us Yep, he's yeah. giving me the thumbs up Great no, stuff No, I can still hear you Oh, you can still hear me Whoa. You can still hear me, that's not good
3: No, that's all all right, can no, abso- Steven, look, you know what I? No, mean? By the that's
1: way honest. Look how honest he is Hugh Keevans You see how it, honest that, that was? Yep, I think someone else would have just pretended That they were getting clinked what? to in the rear and start dancing? And uh, that was, I'm impressed with that I'm impressed <laughs> Alex can still hear me So that's not great There we go, we'll just kick him out of the room Something's up with the button Out you get, that's fine Right, you ready, Stephen? Great stuff You've got 30 seconds And your time starts Now Who did Chelsea face tonight? Only Scott Arfield represents which national team? Canada Which Scottish player scored the winner for Crystal Palace Against Arsenal at the weekend? Ziggy Gordon plays for which Scottish Premiership side? Aberdeen. Who scored Rangers third goal on Saturday? Who is the current kit maker of Partick Thistle? Uh, what club is nicknamed The Red Licties Albro. Okay Hugh Keevans Give Alex Ray a wave Tell him he can come back in Here he comes <laughs> We're doing it old school The button isn't working Alex are you ready? Yes go Right same set of questions To you shall we Yes Who did Chelsea face tonight? Watford Scott Arfield represents Which national team? Canada Which Scottish player Scored the winner for Crystal Palace Against Arsenal at the weekend? MacArthur Ziggy Gordon plays for which I'm Scottish okay. Premiership side? Who scored Rangers' third goal on Saturday?
3: Uh, oh.
1: <laughs> Pass Who is the current kit maker of Partick Thistle? Puma uh, What club is nicknamed the Red Litties? Pass <laughs> oh, You should
3: sure you have got to give me another question You're coming in handy I can't there. believe
1: you passed a lot Just guess a team Who passes a question like that? What club is nicknamed the Red Litties? You're just throwing one out there Anyway Stephen <laughs> What do you think? (laughs) Feeling confident?
11: I think I've done all right, aye Oh you've battered
1: me I think he has I think going out the room's thrown Alex Ray Let's find out First one Who did Chelsea face tonight? Burnley Burnley. Stephen got it 1-0 to Stephen Scott Arfield represents Canada You both got it Uh, James MacArthur scored for Crystal Palace You both got it Ziggy Gordon plays for Hamilton You both got it So it's still one up to Stephen Still one up to Stephen and then it went two up because Nikola Katic scored Rangers' third goal on Saturday. Yes, I mean, so we, did. St- we stood in here together and watched it, you I know. know I just... um, so Stephen goes two up. Who is the current kit maker of Partick Thistle? It's Joma. And what club is nicknamed the Red Litties? It is our broth. Stephen got it. Alex Ray didn't. So it's a three for Alex. Six? And six for Stephen. It's an no, absolute man, well hammering. Played, well done, Stephen. The sign ball is on its way. Hi, Alex uh, Well done, mate. Stephen and Knights nice with. By the way, we're seriously—we're going to need to take out a bank
2: loan for these sign balls. Uh, that is five see, out of the last six nights. I have a theory: we're winter time players. We need the dark nights, the floodlights so. on, yeah, the, the heavy pitches, yes, yeah. We, we're not suited to this continental weather. I mean, yeah, I mean because all the talk of squad size
1: at this time of season, maybe it has been a long season for you guys. Just on, yeah. yeah, I, I mean the, you us. heard
2: in the news there—it's hotter in Scotland today than it is in Madrid, Rome, and Athens. I mean, what chance have you yeah, got? What? But the boys from Deniston. <laughs> <laughs> anyway 01419511025
1: Let's talk football shall we It was a weekend full of big talking points If you're talking about Celtic or Rangers Like we covered off in the first part That's fine you can still take more of those calls But let's look at the other big talking point from the weekend Stevie Clark, Listen up to this He insists that Stephen McLean the referee Should never ref a Kilmarnock game again After he sent off three Kilmarnock players Clark says it's the worst refereeing performance he's ever seen now, a bit of background, the referee is the son of former Comarnock defender Stuart McLean and uh, Clark's not happy with that side of things either.
5: I just went over and congratulated him and told him it was the worst referee performance I'd ever seen in my career. And it's a long career. He lost control of the game in the first half. You guys are watching it. He lost control. He actually lost control of a professional football match. And I mentioned when we played Hearts here earlier in the season, Hearts beat us 2-1. And I mentioned about the referee, it was Stephen that night as well. And he didn't control that game properly either. So the the job of the referee is to control the game. He didn't control the game. He lost control of the game. And I feel a little bit sorry for him, you know, because I I feel, and people tell me historically going back, he's never been particularly kind to Kilmarnock as a referee. And I think he feels the pressure of the fact that his father played so many games here. I really do. And if you're a referee and you feel that little extra pressure, it can affect your performance. So I've mentioned that a couple of times privately, publicly, I'm now going to say. I think it would be better for Stephen and better for Kilmarnock if Stephen doesn't referee any more games for us. Quite simple. There's loads of referees around that can cover. I think if there's a, some kind of family, family connection, it's a big family connection. You know, Sean McLean was top, top player I remember coming to watch good right back and he, he played I don't know Stuart played over 400 games for the club and, and I just feel that that's a big enough connection to say, maybe better and better for Stephen you know he's, he's obviously we've had him as well where he's made some decisions for us but by and large since since I've been here when he's refereed us I haven't been particularly sure about his performance
12: He's so, overcompensating then probably for his family
5: I don't know I don't know but that's take that out of the equation the yeah let's, let's take that out of the equation then he doesn't have to worry about that as well as trying to get all the decisions right as well. It wasn't an
8: easy game, the referee for anybody, but you would acknowledge that, you know, just. Right yeah, but a good
5: re- a good referee could handle it. Good referees can handle difficult games.
2: Scathing, you Well, can't. when we were discussing this on Saturday, uh, none of us had seen the incidents. I've had a look at them over the weekend, and I think that Stevie Clark has gone too far. I think that in the case of Cup uh, Broadfoot, the first red card, I think is a perfectly justifiable red card given by Stephen McLean. Kilmarnock have no problem with Stuart Finlay in two yellow cards equaling a red. They have admitted no problem. And uh, Rory McKenzie uh, perhaps an area of Dubiety there but is that enough to say that he was the worst referee you'd ever seen? I read a particularly well-researched piece today Mm -hmm. which detailed all of the games uh, that Stephen McLean has handled against Kilmarnock and it is not a record that suggests that he is Uh, In favour of the teams who play against Colmarnock It is the record of A man who has given his fair share of decisions To Colmarnock And Mm. against Colmarnock Well Paul is a Kilmarnock fan from Malgai What do you make of it Paul?
13: Well I know some puns have actually chastised Steve Clark for his comments But personally I don't think he went far enough Mm. Uh, If McLean is afraid of being seen to be impartial and as a result of that, he becomes completely biased in his decision-making in favour of one team. And he shouldn't referee not only a command game again, but he shouldn't referee mm. any game.
1: Yeah, I, I, if, that, here, if that's the case, Paul, though, that's quite, that's quite a large F. Surely you would well, agree. Yeah,
13: well, I've got a few points here. It probably wasn't helped uh, in his decision-making by his assistant referee, Graeme Shinney, uh, who was actually the instigator of getting Kurt Broadfoot sent off. Kurt Broadfoot had every right to go for that ball. The goalkeeper was brave. And he got connected with. But Kip Broadfoot had no malice or no intent of hurting the keeper whatsoever and didn't go in forcibly. And just on some other situations here, Sam Cosgrove in the first half was flying in in tackles, left, right and centre. And despite the fact of the yellow card, that player walked more tight ropes in the first 45 minutes of that half than the entire cast of the greatest showman.
2: Well you're you're, you're right in the case of Sam Cosgrove That is a mistake on Stephen McLean's part Because he should have sent him off For a second bookable offence Now we'll have to agree to differ With regard to Cut Broadfoot I think Cut Broadfoot did endanger Joe Lewis, the Aberdeen goalkeeper And under the terms Modern day referees respond to uh, I think it was right to send him off Paul, you want to come back in?
13: Yeah I, just, I would just disagree I think any any professional player In the circumstance that Cut Broadfoot Was facing when the ball Was within reach of him The goalkeeper was brave That's why the goalkeeper got, got connected with him The goalkeeper was brave But Cut Broadfoot's got every right to go for that ball And any manager would expect his player to go for And just picking up on The, 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 the Cosgrove point of view Prior to Cosgrove uh, Being booked he should, been, he should have been booked prior to that for diving there was a situation where he fell to the ground, clutching his face after a challenge by Greg Taylor. And I just want to clarify for your listeners here. If Greg Taylor jumped off the top step of a ladder, he still wouldn't be able to reach Corsgrove's face. The challenge as Greg Taylor is, he's about the height of Ronnie Corbett. I mean, it was utterly insane. Costrove rolling about the ground and holding his face.
2: I've agreed. I, I have agreed that Cosgrove should have been sent off. Uh, but, look, that's a mistake on Stephen McLean's part. But I do not think that, in terms of Stuart Finlay, kip Broadfoot, or Rory McKenzie, I do not think that m- the McKenzie one's difficult, isn't yeah, it? I'm not, but, I'm not sure the footage is good enough to make a
1: proper. But, but, those, call on it.
2: but those who were there, who witnessed the game, uh, have a, a story to tell uh, with regard to how much contact was made. However, if you take it all. As a whole yeah. is, is it enough For Steve Clark to say That's the worst Refereeing performance I have ever seen I don't think it is Hugh
3: see, see if you take The instances uh, the, the, the red card With Kirk Broadfoot And will listen to Paul there Who was at, uh, I think At the game For me When he lunges Towards the goalkeeper And the keeper is brave Because he has to go down to, c- to gather the ball When he lunges He's actually out of control At that point So I can see Why, I, why he's given my red card I think he actually caught him in the face. Well,
1: it's anything really but by the rules, it's anything that endangers the safety of an opponent. Yeah. And you know, so whether you think Kirk Broadfoot meant to kick Joe Lewis or not, yeah. by the letter of the law doesn't really matter. No. The question is, did he endanger his I, I, safety? For,
3: for me, by lunging, he's endangering it, Gordon, because he clearly caught him. The second one, the two yellow cars. And I like Big Finlay. I love the progress that he's made. He's broke into the Scotland squad as well. Good talent. And again, the McKenzie one, I'm not exactly sure. There was too much to be done. And I'm not even sure. And this is reinforcing what Paul's saying. I don't even know if uh, Steve McLean actually saw that, but for me, Steve Clark has taken that too far. With uh,
2: regard to Steve Clark's comments on yeah. uh, Steve McLean and why he should not be allowed to referee Kumarnock games again, I don't think the SFA can ever bow to that kind of pressure. And before everyone shouts, Willie Collum, I'm well aware that Willie Collum, after a Rangers game, Uh, was the victim of a statement released by Rangers in which they inferred that he had underlying issues with Rangers. Now, Stephen Gerrard later distanced himself from the club's comments. He said that was not his belief. It's right to say that Willie Collum has not refereed a Rangers game since then. It is wrong to say he never will. I don't know when he'll referee a Rangers game, but I guarantee you he will because the SFA cannot be seen Mm -hmm. To bow to the wishes of one club Whether that club is Rangers Or Kilmarnock Willie Collum Will call we'll do a Rangers game In the future
1: Mixed bag on Twitter here Ben Kavanagh says Totally out of order Stevie Clark bringing up His dad um, He contradicts himself I would expect a fine P- Put Stuart McLean Who regularly goes to rugby park In a position After those comments But Scott McLean Unrelated I assume uh, It says it wasn't just the red cards It was McLean's inconsistency to all tackles Aberdeen were yeah. getting away with murder It was the worst performance from a referee I've seen Since I started watching Kelly 30 years ago
3: Hugh actually said that there in terms of Cosgrove I, I totally agree with Hugh the, the tackle I think it was in kind of the, the left back area. Yeah. He smashed I think it was Stuart Finlay For me that's a yellow card and should have resulted in a, a, a red
1: uh, There's obviously a joke in there Hugh about Scottish FA Maybe they'll just Kill two birds with one stone And when they call him To see if he wants to be The next Scotland manager They can tell him to come up For his disciplinary hearing as well Whether both
2: of those Or one of those things happen We'll find out You know they'll deal with uh, Steve Clark as they see fit In terms of his post-match comments Uh, It will not influence anything With regard to Steve Clark Being a contender for the Scotland job Because he's not being employed By the SFA disciplinary committee He's been employed by the SFA uh, so if they can agree, or indeed if Steve Clark is even interested in being interviewed for the Scotland job, all of the stuff that he had to say at the weekend will be a complete irrelevance.
1: Uh, Gordy's opinion says I'm no defender of refs, but the Kelly manager Clark is bang out of order. That's that. Clyde SSB on Twitter. One four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Uh, let's speak to John, who's in washer Hi, John.
14: Aye, it was just what you were saying there Uh, uh, you just spoke about it just as I phoned in Has Wally Collum refereed a Rangers game and if he has not why no?
2: Well, to the best of my knowledge he has not refereed a Rangers game since uh, Rangers issued their statement but I believe that the SFA cannot be seen to accede to the wishes of one particular club whether it's Rangers Kilmarnock or anybody else And Willie Collum Who is one of Now no matter what you think of him He is one of the Highest rated officials In this country And indeed In UEFA circles And Willie Collum Will at some point Do a Rangers game Next year Next month I don't know Uh, But I can Assure you That he will do a Rangers game He'll not do it this season But Well how do we know that? Well there are four left You know Including a Celtic range, a Rangers Celtic game As it will be At Ibrox uh, So It could happen Before the end of the season Now I am telling you That Willie Collum Will not go through The remainder of his Refereeing career Without Ever going back To referee a Rangers match Back to Stephen McLean At the weekend
1: We The rules on this are Quite clear You are actually Allowed to say That you thought The referee was was yeah. Terrible or poor Or got lots of Decisions wrong you, you, can, you can You can say All of these things But it's when you Start to infer Bias or incompetence uh-huh. That's when you're Likely To get yourself In a bit of bother um, So I'm not sure We've ever had one For
2: reverse bias Before But yeah. I, I guess That would fall Into the same category You know the, the, Trying to second guess The SFE On disciplinary matters Is a dangerous Business But I do think that what he said was over the top. Uh, I I do think that the referee had justifiable reasons for showing some of the cards that he did and made a mistake in the case of Sam Cosgrove. I'll underline it again. He made a mistake. Cosgrove should have walked as well. Uh, But, you know, this is the man's professional reputation that you are damaging. Um, And I think... Steve Croft went too far In that regard
3: Hugh the piece that you read This morning I also read it as well And it didn't Suggest to me That it was a referee Who was Anti-biased Or kind of You know against it He was under pressure Because He was actually You know giving other teams More cards and things Than he was So it didn't quite suggest fact
1: You'd even look into That sort of stuff as well It probably shows Where we're at with this stuff it's, it, it does I, I get know, a bit tedious Let's try and focus I know it wasn't much Of a football game But there was one yes. um, And one which threw up A couple of Things A big boost For, for Aberdeen in, in the race to finish third And also this strange Run of form Where Kilmarnock are brilliant Against everyone else But Aberdeen still have their number
3: oh. Well that was, It's going back to what 2010 or something it was, It's was it been a long long time The record that they have Is a remarkable and, and we said We were talking about this On Saturday Hugh Where you have a particular team That just seems to have The number or The mark of that opposition And looks Seem to be that team They don't get a result At all against Aberdeen It goes on
2: You know Aberdeen have won more Away games than any team In the Premiership This season More than Celtic More than Rangers And the one place Where they tend to excel Is against Rangers Now oh. they're back at Ibrox uh, On Sunday uh, And if they excel Against Rangers again uh, It could win Celtic The league Assuming they've done their business properly against Comarnock So these things do happen They're statistical curios
1: 01419511025 on the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter If there are more calls on Celtic and Rangers Absolutely fine I'm keen to hear from you St Mirren fans as well Because that was one of the biggest three points You've picked up surely this season I mean that could that be the turning point? Is, is that you... Feeling more confident About staying up Or still a bit of fear In the back of your mind 01419511025 We'll hear from more in Kearney And we'll get a full time teaser Good question tonight That's coming next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com
1: it's that time of the night When Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Answer the questions sent in by you And try try That's the, the key word <laughs> yes. uh, Show off their footballing trivia knowledge Let's see how we get on Dylan sent tonight questions in So thank you to Dylan Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's where you kn- you need to send them If you want to get your question on the show Fulltime at Clyde1.com Hard but doable That's how I would consider tonight So you ready?
12: Yes
1: Name the last 10 players to leave a non-Old Firm Scottish club And move out of Scotland For at least £1 million So name the last 10 players To leave a non-Old Firm Scottish club And move out of Scotland For at least £1 million Stephen Fletcher Yes Hibs to Burnley Well done O'Connor No <sighs> Um. Wow. Remember, you can play along on Twitter at ClydeSSB. Get your answers in and we'll see how many you get. We're looking for the last 10 players to leave a non old firm Scottish club John and move out of Scotland for at least a million pounds. John McGinn, yes. Hibs to Aston Villa. Uh... Stephen Fletcher, Hibs to Burnley. John McGinn, Rangool. Hibs to Villa. Ryan Gold, Dundee United to Sporting Lisbon. I'll take one more guess, Hugh Keevens. Get back to you, okay. 01419511025. We're going to hear from Maureen Kearney. Huge, huge weekend at the bottom. So, give us your thoughts if you're involved in that scrap. Let's do John in Edinburgh first, though. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Uh,
15: thanks for letting me come on your show. I've been listening all night, it's good, good stuff. Thank you, John. Um, well, I've got to put my cards on the table. I'm a Celtic supporter, and um i just like to champion Neil Lennon uh, Since he's came in His first two games were against Hibs and Hearts Hibs and the Cup Won that, beat Hearts Beat Rangers then Beat Aberdeen And that's sort of like the big four Four big hard games um, You know I speak to a lot of my friends With regards to what we're chatting about just now There's nobody else I would want to trust With the job of looking after Celtic More so than Neil Lennon He's obviously played for the club. He feels for the club, just like um, you know anybody else that's been with one of the big clubs that plays for them and then manages them. If they, they're capable of doing the job, and he's proven that in the past, uh, been a good manager with Celtic. But he got handed the reins and, uh, under difficult, uh, you know, situ- situation when you know Brendan Rodgers left. And um, I mean, we were fortunate that. He came in and been able to pick up the reins at that time Um, So I'm delighted with Neil Lennon going forward Um, I know that some of the players are not his players And he's just trying to nurse them through the season I've I've written down a pile of names similar to the guy earlier on uh, With regards, uh, I know uh, Alex talked about injuries and what have you Um, But you've got Lee, we're missing Lee Griffiths uh, The young boy Christie. Tierney's been out for quite a while, Boyata's been injured, and Charles just came back from injury. I know he didn't play so well the other day, but Alex, obviously you've been a professional in that oh. and that, and try to come back from, from injuries and that, Something
3: you know, it's not always year.
15: the case. Yeah. It's very difficult. So, I know that, and I'm hoping that Celtic give Neil Lennon the job, because then, you know, he will be the man and everybody will probably have more respect. He's trying, to us made them round about just now, and just trying to get his job done. And I know, Hugh, you said earlier on, Neil Lennon needs to start cracking, going, you know, getting really angry and that. He is angry, but, you know, I think he's just tempering it down a wee bit, as opposed to what he used to be like. Um, it's a difficult situation.
2: Yeah, but, I, I, wouldn't know, I, 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 I wouldn't contradict I wouldn't the word you said, John. However, it is undeniable that Neil Lennon has polarised the Celtic support For every supporter like you Who wants Neil Lennon to be recognised As someone who's come in at a problematic time And kept the ship afloat uh, There's a, another Celtic supporter who says I don't like his football um, I don't understand his team selection Etc, etc My down the middle feeling Is that a club as big as Celtic The next managerial appointment is huge because that man is charged with the responsibility Mm. of winning nine in a row and then ten in a row because it is the holy grail for Celtic supporters. So it is a huge appointment for the club to make and that is why they're not rushing in. You know, Manchester United, I think, suffered from 21st century pressure Give Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer the job now. Give him it now. Since they gave him the job, results have gone haywire. Uh, So Celtic are waiting until the end of the season when they will assess and move on from there. I do think, and it's purely a personal belief, I do think Peter Lawville and Dermot Desmond know what's going to happen. But that's not the way they do their business. They're not going to share that with me or anybody else. But they know, I think. Uh John, John's initial point, Alex talking about the you know the
1: games Neil Lennon has won and yep. perhaps that is something that should be looked at more because rather than focusing on the couple of nil nil draws, what about the the win against Rangers, yep. the cup semi final win, the so called big games? It's not like he's come in and you know, lost big yeah. games In fact he's not lost any games Never mind big ones
3: Yeah I think he's coming he came into Celtic at the time Where they were actually They were on the back of Winning a lot of games as well Gordon But again it goes back to They weren't winning it Particularly convincingly If you're happy with a manager Who's winning games But not in a particular style I think Celtic fans Have actually been spoiled Because it's all about winning games You know you look at Brendan Rodgers We go back to that first season 106 points You know it was remarkable Level that they were actually hitting Last year was 82 points I'll be in and around about that this year So that's more of a normal season So you know It may well be a case that You know The caller's right That John's right in saying Listen It's just about getting results It's about continuing to win titles And I'm happy with Neil Lennon And I can understand what John's uh, Take is on it We obviously see the guys And hear the guys On Twitter On the show Who say Listen the brand of football it's We heard the guy earlier on Saying they're just punting balls in the ball. It's not the style That the they've actually been ingraced to Over the last couple of years So uh, you know, I understand both sides of the argument, but for me, uh, Celtic really, they're going to be in a difficult position one way or another. If they give it to Neil Lennon, there'll be continuity there. And if they go and try and source another one in four or five weeks' time when the season's finished at the end of May, then what they have is a very sh- short period of time to recruit players Bed them in and then get into the qualifiers.
1: One four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to John in Edinburgh. Have you got any on the teaser we're looking for? Andrew Robertson. According to Dylan, we're looking for the last ten players to leave a non-old firm Scottish club and move out of Scotland for at least a million. Uh, Dylan says Stephen Fletcher is one. Ryan Gould is one. John McGinn is one. Andrew Robertson. Dave Robertson. A fairly I, easy one.
3: I've got a couple here that might be um, Duncan Ferguson. No. Did you not leave for too millions? far back?
1: We're looking for the last ten.
3: Oh, the last, oh, sorry, okay, Ian Jess? Too far back. I've, I've, I'm going back because I've got Kevin Gallagher the likes. But uh, I'll I'm give you a clue. Back.
1: You're looking, f- because it's the last 10, these are probably, mm. let me skim through them. You're probably looking all within the last eight, nine years.
2: Okay. Craig uh, he up? And-
1: no, he's just out with that as no. well. He was 2007. What a shout I think it was 2007, so you're just out with that.
3: Oh, I need to have a rethink again. I, had, I thought I had about four or five there.
1: Let's look at the picture at the bottom of the league, Hugh We promised mm. it was going to be a big weekend at top and bottom And it did not disappoint Oren Kearney says he's glad his substitutes had the impact he wanted as they came from behind to beat 10-man Livingston, St Mirren now sits six points ahead of Dundee
16: and the manager's glad their fate is in their own hands. You know, anyone who sees football and sees that you're down to 10 men and, and I think the magnitude of where we're at and what we need, I think it was a necessity. I'd I, I thought about doing it after half an hour, to be honest with you, and then you sort of, you fight yourself a little bit just because sometimes when you do it without instruction, it ends up ramshackle for 10 or 15 minutes. So rather than break... I suppose more from that we chose to wait to half time so we could get a few instructions about how exactly and what exactly it would look like
4: all the subs made an impact McGinnis, and McAllister as well
16: that's their jobs and we said, and it was the first thing I said after when I got in there that you know it's it's great number one that we've a lot of injuries back and, we, and we've a strong bench and it's good to look around at a bench and see that we've got game changers um, and number two it's their job to stay focused and ready that when they do come on that they have an impact and I thought all three subs who come on today had um, had a huge impact on the game, um, and, and, and as I said, it's exactly what's needed. This now takes your
15: destiny back into your own hands. That must encourage you.
16: Yeah, th- and that's all we want, you know. And there's a lot made about, and we keep getting quick questions about the other teams and how they're getting on and everything else. But we have to be so selfish at this point in view and just worry about ourselves. And there's no point in me standing here now, having been beat today, talking about how other sides done or whatever else. So the key thing for us is that we just keep looking after ourselves and keep trying to churn out the three points.
2: Assess the overall picture at the bottom. First of all, Lauren Kearney, a man who's held his composure. You know, he came here into Scottish football from a part time club in Ireland and, you know, got off to a sensational start by drawing with Celtic. But thereafter, uh, things would go awry, but he's kept his composure. St Mirren play St Johnston at the weekend in Paisley. Very difficult game for them. However, it is a home match and the support will be terrific for them. But the big picture I think comes Penultimate game against Hamilton Ackies Because I believe Dundee have gone Eight defeats on the bounds There's not a shred of self-belief there They've gone uh, And it's all about the Ackies and St Mirren. So that game in Paisley The penultimate game I think is Winner takes all Alex Ray do you agree yeah. are, are Dundee Are they done?
3: Night nurse They're gone um, Eight games on the bounce, As you said there They have they're conceding too many goals, Gordon They're don't have a, six a, a points a behind goal St. Goal. St Mirren at the moment yes. too much Too much for me I, for, uh, Listen, it kills me to say that Because I had a couple of good years up there as a manager And uh, unfortunately they haven't done it They've tried to bring Jimmy Mack in It's not quite worked But listen, you just need that one win And maybe try and galvanise them But for me, they look as if they've, they've gone at the moment
1: um, And then the Liakis pick up the point, don't they? Yes. So, but, but St Mirren get the three So Hugh's right That's now all shaping up as a, a great battle between yeah, them was And the listen, it could still change It's only six yeah. points, Dundee Are behind So There could be a swing this weekend But either way We're in for a a fantastic run In at the bottom You you wouldn't Not if you're
2: involved in it right enough You wouldn't know Where Dundee Would get a point from Between now and the end of the season Uh, So I discount them This is all about the Ackies And St Mirren Now St Mirren St Johnston Is A very tough fixture You saw what St Johnston did To Dundee at the weekend Uh, But I like Oren Kearney And the way he goes about his business Uh, that could be a huge one for them on Saturday
3: just, I just want to give you a start here um, Out of the last 8 games St Mirren have won 3 Drawn 3 And lost 2 That's survival form three, isn't sorry. not it? so, so it's 3-3-3 three, three and, three, and So you're saying 9 yourself, games in last then night you t- Compare that to Dundee uh-huh. Who have actually not got a tap You uh-huh. know they've had 8 defeats in the bound So it's head to head between Hamilton and uh, St Mirren For that last uh, playoff spot I think
1: uh, John is a St Mirren fan Just how important was that at the weekend John?
14: Oh, that was that was absolutely critical. You know, especially after going. To a goal down. But it showed the spirit we've got in this team now. I mean, we, against Hamilton, We went a goal down, and, uh, you know, maybe six months ago, they would have collapse but they fought back to get a credible draw there, and they could have won that game. But Livingston, they went one better, and uh, beat them quite comfortably uh, towards the end, although it was against ten men. But what what, what my point was uh, this time, and uh, Oren Kearney's coming on, and this is Oren Kearney's idea. It's a system they use in uh, the Northern Ireland League, the NIFL. Um, it's rather in European places, and uh, uh, the moment I'm looking at the the bottom six, and I'm, I'm seeing St Johnston, Motherwell, and Livingston. They've only five points between these three teams, and. Uh, Apart from money, and money is important obviously Apart from getting extra money They've no incentive, they've no motivation To win the games they're playing against The three at the bottom So the three at the bottom have got an advantage In that they'll be, they'll be hungrier They'll be more desperate to, 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 to win these games More motivation And most importantly We'll bring uh, a big support home and away For the, the, the last four uh, cup finals we've got In this uh, league uh, whereas St Johnston, Mother will probably bring a big support, but maybe not as big as normal because they'll look on it as a kind of meaningless game just finishing off the season. So, what Oren Kearney's idea was, and what works in Northern Ireland with their split, is the team that finishes top. Uh, looking at it just now, St Johnston are sitting top of the bottom six. So, they have a playoff with. Now, how many teams, I'm not sure here, how many teams qualify for Europe? in the Scottish League.
1: Well it depends uh, on what happens with the the Scottish Cup. But you know if th- three three it? depend and then if Celtic win the Scottish Cup, uh, it would go to the, the fourth team yeah, as well, yeah.
3: Which is currently Kamarnock, yeah.
14: So the top four, right, so Cel forget about Celtic Rangers, I think Orn's idea is, uh, right, Celtic and Rangers They're they they, they they're, they're getting to Europe automatically And Aberdeen The three top teams mm-hmm. up uh, would probably be Against this idea if, if it happened right now For a change now But getting into Qualifying for Europe But if they started Something like that Next season or whenever
1: So what is the idea John Sorry So you, what do you want to see happen Commander Hibs and Hearts Would play off against say, Just say St
14: Johnson In a, a little and a semi-final One uh, off games In okay. a final And the team that wins that Would qualify for Europe Then you're going to have Bigger crowds uh, Make more money of these extra games as well And an incentive For lights like, of your St Johnson mm-hmm. And the on, will get that it. I oh. certainly
1: certainly see the logic Hugh I just got a feeling Knowing, knowing you as I do That you're not going <laughs> to go for it No, no uh, I mean
2: we've got the split makes a good case so does he not yep yep but we've got (laughs) no in other words says you we've got the split and I am a great supporter of the split marvellous brings excitement however we don't need another subdivision another competition within a competition you know St Johnston played Dundee the weekend and did their job properly Uh, Motherwell were in front against Hamilton Yankees until a very bad pass back cause them to lose An equalising goal uh, Livingston Against John's team St Mirren Did not Show the Appropriate attitude And I'm sure Gary Holt was upset By the result And performance But I just feel We already have the split We don't need Another Subplot We've got one already 01419511025 on the phones. What about
3: this teaser? Have you got any more? Yes. Any more answers for me? Yes, I've got two here. Uh, Osman So.
1: That is an outstanding shout. I wow. didn't that's think you would get that one right, Osman in So, in when he went to, to China from I'm Harps. I'm going to throw another
3: one in. Tony Andrew. Oh,
1: he's showing off now. Tony Andrew, you've got a couple of the harder ones. So that's Andrew McGinn, So Gold, Robertson, and Stephen Fletcher will get the rest of the answers next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. We're
1: into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And that means it's uh, the business end of the show for Hugh Evans and Alex Ray. They've got a full-time teaser. We've got it up and running. Dylan sent tonight's question in. If you have any problem with the question, you just blame Dylan. I'll give you his phone number. But it should be all good. Full-time at Clyde One. That's where you send them in, and we use them on the show. We're looking for tonight The last 10 players To leave non-old firm clubs And move out of Scotland For at least a million pounds So guys like Stephen Fletcher Hibbs yes. to Burnley Andy Robertson Ryan Gould John McGinn Tony Andrew, And Osmond So They were great guesses Have you got any more? Jason Cummings from Hibbs To
3: Nottingham Forest
1: Well done Hugh Evans, Jason Cummings How
3: much did uh, the boy MacArthur Go to Wigan for?
1: MacArthur is not on the list oh, McCarthy a... McCarthy <laughs> McCarthy however Is on the list
3: This is where we're a good team Shug
1: Two to get Um, I would guess One Maybe Can't see you getting another one That's just That's just my My personal feeling on the matter Mm -hmm. Let's look at the championship Hugh It's really Like I keep saying it And I don't say it for dramatic effect more people out with our country Should know what's happening At the bottom of our championship oh. Because it's as, as exciting as you'll get Three games left to play Partick Thistle boss Gary Caldwell Still insisting the league table is irrelevant They're now two points off the bottom After coming back to beat Alwa Caldwell was delighted with their response
12: Disappointing first half, some choice words at half-time, change of shape, two substitutions, I'd love to take credit for it, but players win football games. And the players' first half chose not to step forward and and be brave. The players' second half, I just said to them, showed incredible bravery. And I think the only team in this league that could give Alawa a goal start and the way they were playing defensive and still have the bravery, the composure, the quality to break them down, because it wasn't easy. I said it was going to be difficult at no 0 it was very difficult at 1-0, and they managed to do it. Delighted with the response, delighted with the result, but it's just three points, it's three games to go, and we have to focus on them, uh, starting on Tuesday night. Falk at bottom now, what do you think you need to, to, to stay out of trouble? The league table's are irrelevant. Well, it's good to be off the bottom, right? Irrelevant. It's no though, isn't it? No, it is. It is because of points. The league table will—I'm cha- sure—the league table probably changed three or four times during the game today because the points are so close. We've got nine points to play for. It is irrelevant to now Trust me when I say that. I, I, I'm not always right, but I know I'm right.
2: I just hope the day never dawns when somebody goes up to Gary Corwell and says, "Have you seen the league table? You've just been relegated." So it, it says it will matter then, but. What matters first and foremost is that they go to A United midweek. They're a game in hand. And the a United side who have had a splendid season but are perhaps now tailing off. Uh, and Thistle have a chance of going on to 40 points along with Morton. That could go a long way towards helping them survive. Falkirk to me looked to be the one in trouble. Uh, Aloha suffered a defeat at Partick. On Saturday after going to go up uh, They have still to fight tooth and nail for their survival So it's incredible stuff
1: It's relevant for us Um, So Falkirk are now bottom on 35 points They're two points behind Partick Thistle Who are in the relegation playoff spot However Falkirk have to play Dundee United away and Ross County Are they gone Alex?
3: I think it'll be extremely difficult So that is Dundee
1: and Falkirk any more of your former clubs? That we can yeah, add to the mix Listen
3: it, it kills me because they're a really good club Well run club But Even a couple of years ago They were vying at the top of the league To try and get up oh, uh, They got to Peter the playoff Houston, final yes, Against saying, yeah, didn't absolutely. they Absolutely And when you look where they are now uh, they, they cut their uh, academy You know they, And financed the first team Trying to have a go And it seems to have backfired on them badly And uh, I think it would be a bridge too far Gordon um, Tough games have got Ross County and who did you say Inverness Nah it's a bridge too far for me I mean you. That,
1: it just shows you In football There are so many reminders Of how things can change quickly Just a couple of seasons ago Kilmarnock were right down there mm. In the relegation playoff Falkirk were trying to come up It went Kilmarnock's way And look at the impact that's had Kilmarnock are now flying high You're talking yeah. about Europe Have they got a manager Who might become the Scotland manager And Falkirk Have to slash their academy They're trying to find money From everywhere And a club of that size It's like yeah. a lovely stadium Anyone who's
2: been Yeah um, You're looking at League 1 football oh. Yeah But you know, football can sometimes be cruel, and football does not pay any attention to past reputation, to the state of your ground. It's only interested in one thing a league table. And uh, as the great cliche goes, the league table never lies. Falkirk and Partick Thistle are clubs who do not, I was going to use the word, do not deserve to go down to the third tier of Scottish football, but you get what you deserve. It would be sad if Falkirk and or Partick Thistle went down to the third tier of Scottish football but they have to work to find their own destiny. Uh, The other
1: story, Hugh, that is going to keep us bubbling away for the next couple of weeks I obviously didn't dedicate a huge portion of the show to it because we've been round the houses a bit in recent days there's no real developments but
2: are we going to get a new Scotland manager anytime soon? Um, The the SFA have a, a meeting on Thursday uh, of course, it has to be top of the agenda. Um, we do need, I think, clarity on this matter, whether it 's an interim boss, which is not complete clarity, but at least it's a step forward from where we are. We need clarity in this matter. We play Cyprus on the eighth of June, and then a few days later, we play the number one ranked national football team in the world, Roberto Martinez is Belgium. So we need to find out within days, I think, people have to be encouraged to go and see Scotland again. And the tickets are on sale. It's a Saturday night game. It's going to be a hard sell because the team is unsuccessful and in the eyes of the supporters, unattractive. So the very least you can do is get the manager out there, get him known and see what he can do to turn a corner with this Scotland team. I was actually just looking at the dates here. It's just over six
3: weeks going to our next fixture. Mm. Uh the beginning as you say, the eighth of June. So they really have to either put an interim, whether that be Malcolm Mackay or uh Scott Gemmel. Um Or both. Or both, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, or or one of them with, you know, someone you mentioned Fletcher or, or something like that. But you know when want to begin into the games, you have to give them time to prepare. You have to get them to go out and watch players in their current form as well. So they need to get their Acting gear
1: Anything emerged over the weekend Hugh Any names that you've come across Or anything that's made you Change your mind Or Have a a different opinion On where
2: we go I I, My gut instinct tells me They'll they'll go to Malky Mackay And that they'll ask him to On an interim basis Yes on an interim basis um, Because The man that they may want Could have a club job at the moment Negotiations would need to take place Do you think it is likely they go for someone Who requires a compensation fee though? Uh, they, they don't have money for compensation fees what? Uh, So You know that that Would be a problem However the one way to You know Alec And his backroom staff Have got to be um, Paid up financially uh, And then You've got to go and get yourself A credible manager That's the first and only Criterion for me Gordon You've got to get a credible manager Appointment here Because We're floating around In the wilderness If Malcolm Mackay And or Scott Gemmel Take it for the next two games I would understand that But Rod Petrie The President-elect Alan McRae The sitting President And Ian Maxwell The Chief Executive Of the SFA Have really got To come to the fore now Because they are Under pressure They are Accused of being Unfit for practice Now every night on the show In the second hour You send a question
1: in to us We set the question up And we give the pundits Until the end of the show To see if they can come up With the answers So If you like the sound of it Fulltime at Clyde1.com Is where you need to send Your questions in That is exactly what Dylan did tonight And the question is this Can you name the last 10 players To leave a non Old firm Scottish club And move out of Scotland for at least £1 million. So, guys like James McCarthy, Stephen Fletcher, Jason Cummings, Andy Robertson, Ryan Gold, Osmond Sow, John McGinn, and Tony Andrew, which means you're only looking for another
3: two. I've got two names. Yeah. Right, okay. Zoluskis at Hearts? No. Nope. Christopher Bearer? No. Oh, I thought he went to Wolves for a couple of million.
1: He's not in this list? Wow. Take it up with Dylan?
3: Yes, okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, one is Scottish, one is not. One is a striker, one is a central defender. Is it at that stage where I'm going to have to give you the clubs they left?
2: Oh, yeah. I think yeah? So, yeah. Okay. Before Easter becomes oh, Christmas.
1: The easy one. Moved to England from Dundee United. I don't like that silence, I must admit.
3: McGowan? No.
1: Striker? Striker.
3: It's uh, the boy Is uh, it Clyde now? Good, good Willie
1: David Good Well done And the last one This was the one I, I predicted That you would not get Left mother well For Cipri Cedric <laughs> Cipri Well done He's pulled out of the bag Hugh Keevans Sneaks in with a last minute winner Is that the sign of champions Or is that a sign of a pundit Who's struggling? That's the question We always ask on this show
2: It's a sign of somebody who thinks Why didn't
1: I think of that earlier? Well done, thank you Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Big thanks for all the calls and tweets this Easter Monday I know you've probably been off enjoying yourselves So we do appreciate you tuning in We are back tomorrow from 6 o'clock with Roger Hanna uh, And Gordon DL In the meantime, just stay where you are Because Callum Gallagher is up next